Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Rising Legends Podcast Show. This is Ian Walker, back with the newest episode that I promised. I know I was on Twitter and told everybody I was working on this episode, so here I am um, on it today as promised. I wanted to do something special today and review the newest release, one of the newest releases, from... Uh, Wizards of the Coast in the D&D series, Waterdeep, Dungeon of the Mad Mage. Now, this particular compendium is a continuation from, uh, let me see, Waterdeep Dragon Heist, which is the uh, other campaign module that just came out um, earlier this month from Wizards of the Coast also. We've been getting a whole butt ton of content from uh, D&D lately, and it's pretty darn cool. Um... It gives a whole lot of opportunities for uh, new adventures um, and people new to D&D also. Um, Just a quick rundown with um, uh, Dungeon Heist. The reason why I'm not going into a full review is only because there's a lot of people that haven't played it yet. Um, And there are some that I know that are going through it. So if there's anybody that is uh, listening to this podcast, I don't want to ruin anything. So that's the reason why I'm not going over it. Um, and I'm not reviewing that. Um, I won't go into detail either too much about, uh, uh, Dungeon of the Mad Mage. Um, but, uh, just, just a quick review. This isn't going to be a long, long episode like the last one was. going to try to keep it, keep it down short and sweet. But, uh, I wanted to do a very decent review of these products, um, that just came out. Really quick on Waterdeep Dragon Heist, great module, great everything I plan on tweaking a few things to my personal liking that will fit my particular campaign, but I do um, plan on running my crew through this uh, that particular adventure. I may do some tweaking also because my characters are level 4, about to reach 5, um, I might as a DM have to tweak some of the monster stats and things like that, but the whole... Uh, adventure campaign as a whole is really, really cool. Um, I love the idea of a heist uh, D&D type story. One of my favorites, one of my favorite types of movies are heist movies. So, you know, kind of reminds you of the Ocean's Eleven type feel, but set in D&D. Um, so that's really, really cool. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to take my crew through there. Like I said, make some adjustments to fit the level of the party and uh, see how they like it. I'm going to set it in my world that I have, but you know, like I said, the adjustments and that's the, again, the beauty of D and D you can make adjustments whenever and wherever to fit your particular campaign, your particular world, whatever it is that, uh, whatever it is that you want to do. So great book for those of you getting into D and D, uh, for the first time, I would suggest this be the, the adventure that you start with, honestly, uh, after your characters kind of have a good feel for D&D and what it's about, I think right now my characters where they're at is pretty good. Uh, they're at a good place. Um, for the first four levels, I did what was called uh, milestone leveling. So after they accomplished a task, pretty much at the end of the game, everyone uh, went up at level. And uh, once they reached level four, I moved them over to the traditional de- delving out of experience on an individual basis based on the role play, based on things they accomplished, based on monsters killed, based on 
story advancement, uh, personal character advancement. I also do something on the side, like I mentioned in my last podcast, uh, phone role play as well. If I do phone role play with my uh, guys uh, in between, that gives I give experience for downtime as well, which is what that phone role play or you know through text is. Uh, it's downtime, so. Um, this allows them to advance quickly, also allows them to delve more into their characters and develop them and do further things. So right now, I think they are ripe for, uh, dungeon, uh, not dungeon, uh, water deep dragon heist. And, uh, I'm, I'm really excited to take them through that, but enough about that. Um, there's tons of reviews on, on water deep dragon heist. I, I recommend you guys watch the D&D sessions, there's actually uh, a, a podcast and YouTube channel called Castle Mac, who is running, who is running a Waterdeep Dragon Heist, and it is actually amazing. If you, again, if you haven't played it yet, I wouldn't advise watching it, but those who are DMs wanting to run the campaign, definitely, definitely watch it. The players are amazing. The DM is great. I think this guy personally, uh, Castle Max Steven, that's his handle on Twitter. I think personally, this guy is, you know, kind of up there with Matt Mercer. He's he's one of my favorites to listen to uh, play the game. He does. I, I personally like DMs that do the voices and really get into the role play because then it encourages the players to do the same. And uh, he does a very, very good job with that. He seems to be very organized, very, um, yet very simple. And I like how he, you know, sticks with the basics and focuses mostly of the fun of the game. And I really, really appreciate that. Um, It kind of makes me kind of go back and, you know, uh, think about how I, you know, want to DM my games going forward. You know, I always want to try to improve and make the experience better for everyone. But, you know, what I don't want to forget is the fun of the game and what the game actually is. And I think Castle Mac brings that balance to the table very very nicely probably the most difficult thing he has to do in this is filming the podcast and and uh doing the video for the youtube uh youtube channel honestly because the guy just keeps it all simple so i don't know if castle mac if you do end up listening to this uh man i appreciate you guys all that you guys are doing sean castle mac sean he is amazing i love whistler whistler is my favorite character Enid is my second favorite character because she's just so pure and lovely and just so sweet. You know, and it's funny because I know a set of twins that are just like her. A little bit less naive, but just, uh, it's incredible. Anyways, I didn't mean to go off on a tangent about that, but if you guys get the chance, of course, Critical Role, everybody watches that. But also check out Castle Mac. Right now, they've got about, I want to say 300 subscribers, something like, or no, 700 subscribers or something like that on their YouTube channel. Nah. We got to get that up. Uh, they they doing some good, 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 good. So uh, I love to be able to play with those guys one day. You know, maybe I'll see them at a Gen Con or something like that if I end up going out there. I don't know. But I think that'd be pretty cool. So anyways, uh, excuse me, me and my snuffles. I'm coming out with a little allergies today. Out here in California, we got these fires going on right now, unfortunately. And uh, yeah, it's hitting everybody. You know, there's just tons of smoke in the sky and all of that. So, anyway, it's a little whack. So, pardon me uh, if you hear a little of the sniffles. Uh, <clears throat> I, that's just what's going on. So, anyways, 
let's get to the meat and potatoes and talk about Waterdeep Dungeon of the Mad Mage. Okay, so Water Deep, Dungeon of the Mad Mage. I'm holding the book right now in my hand and kind of going over it as I, or, you know, flipping back through it as I talk about it. Wow, I mean, just had a little stutter moment. Anyways, explore the mega dungeon of Undermountain and this adventure for the world's greatest role-playing game. Which I think is very ironic that this, this adventure module came out right after, um... <laughs> Waterdeep Dragon Heist because you know they brought up Undermountain and they talked about the dungeons and all that there and I was like huh I wonder if they'll come out with a, with something about Undermountain and then later literally a week later you know they announced Dungeon of the Mad Mage which goes all up into Undermountain which is which is kind of funny um so first I'm going to talk about a few things first off the artwork um the cover is done by Cynthia Shepard um, who does did an amazing job um, on the cover? It's a beautiful cover, very cool. Um, and uh, yeah, it's 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 really cool. And um, you know, I like everything about it. Uh, the artwork in here is cool. It's on point. It's funny because going through Art and Arcana and looking at the pictures in that, and then looking at some of the old D and D modules. I have an old. Uh, uh, Eberron book and uh, was it I think I want to say it's third edition D&D uh, player's handbook also uh, I was I was going to do D&D back then but you know just never got into it because I didn't know anybody who played so you know I just had that handbook there but the old rules and looking at the art there compared to now oh my goodness leaps and bounds better like what it's amazing it was amazing. It's so funny too. It's it's funny just, but at the same time too, it's awesome to see the growth um, in a company uh, in in all aspects. I, I really appreciate stuff like that. Um, the book as a whole, very well put together. Um, it's, I mean, Wizards of the Coast has never had a problem with, you know, you know, putting together a well crafted book, a very nice. Nice looking book, very simple, um, on point type of deal. I really appreciate how the they really um, going further into the art, the art of the dungeons themselves. They elicited a lot of help from Dyson Logos, um, a gentleman. He's a guy on Twitter, and he was on YouTube for a moment, but he's disappeared from YouTube obviously because he's working with Wizards of the Coast now probably pretty exclusively and uh he is his his work is all over this book and the maps in the book are amazing they look really cool um and he also did some he also did some work too in the uh water deep dragon heist also uh campaign module which is cool so they have 
so this book has a lot of different uh, different uh, things here. Now, Under Mountain is, of course, was the if you know if you guys remember, uh, the yawn is in the yawning portal. It's in the center. It's a forty foot gaping hole in the middle of the yawning portal, which is a tavern in D and D, and it is the one way entrance and one way out to. Uh, the surface world and it is in the middle of the portal any or the portal the yawning portal the tavern anybody can go down you know into undermountain check out its treasures you know see if they survive and come back this dungeon these dungeons this mega dungeon i think it's the first D mega dungeon ever put together and created um has 23 levels and ranges from characters level 5 to 20 so theoretically, if you were to take your whole party from from level five on, just doing Dungeon of the Mad Mage and just exploring all of Undermountain, you could level your characters to twenty theoretically. If you were to use D and D's way of um, of leveling, um, but a lot of a lot of DMs that I know kind of do experience a little bit differently. Some of them do it according to the book, but. I know I definitely do my stuff a little differently. So um, this will definitely take the players to um, another level for show. Um, so, th- But if you do the Dungeons and Dragons way of leveling with the experience and all of that, this, this module is supposed to take you from level 5 to level 20. No problem if you were to strictly just run this whole adventure. Now, uh, again, the art is cool. I like the different themes that uh, each dungeon has. Um, dungeon level one is that inter, inter, uh, that intermediate or that beginning level uh, where you kind of get to see what is there, what is in the in the dungeon and what's there. Again, you're not bound to what is in the book. If there are some things that you don't want to have in there or you want to tweak and change, you definitely can. I think the way this book is laid out, it definitely definitely allows you to do so. Um, you got the arcane chambers, which is cool. Um, I think the first three levels are kind of just introductory to kind of tell you, okay, this is the this is like starting to get into Undermountain and what's in there. But starting at about maybe level uh, the fourth level. It starts turning into something else. Um, it turns into, like, for instance, the Twisted Caverns. Is then when you start getting into not just parts of a ca- uh, parts of a dungeon, but actually different worlds almost. Um, and I really think that is neat. Um, again, I'm not going to give away exactly what is in there because I don't want I don't want to give it away to people who. Are either going to be going straight from Dragon Heist to Undermountain and give a giveaway information, but um, what I do like is that there are multiple. There, pr- these dungeons aren't just dungeons; they're pretty much worlds within these dungeons, and I think that's cool. Or not worlds, but like locations. Um, you got Willow Wood is one of the locations here. Um, there's actually a stud, a, uh, a, a a city in Undermountain in one of the locations as well. And uh, like the Slither Swamp is a cool one that I really thought was neat. Um, let me see. Like I said, I'm flipping through it as we as 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 we discuss it because I want it to I want it to um, 
I wanted to kind of give a give a quick little have it have it on hand as I'm talking about, and not try to rely on my memory. But um, <clears throat> but uh, but a lot of these things too have what I like about these dungeons. They have story tied to them as well, so it's not just a bunch of dungeons just put together in a book with no purpose, you know, and you're not left with you know just a dungeon now some people that might be cool like for me i i think i actually think that would have been cool um but you know if if you're not a creative person you know writing wise and you kind of need some assistance it's cool that they have these stories here they got the hooks in order to get you through it uh they've got all these different things what's neat about it too is that you could start you know in one part of undermountain leave level up come back down and do it this dungeon of mad mage is actually kind of like it's a if you guys play traditional role-playing games like on a console like final fantasy or something like that you got you know how you grind level grinding that's what dungeon of the mad mage is it's really a level grinding adventure module and if you're not big enough level you need to go kill more fur bugs and level up and then go back in and and finish it up you know that's that's something that you could do uh, this also leaves a lot of room for homebrewers, I think, to come up with their own stuff. Uh, Dungeon of the Mad Mage lays it out in a way to where they kind of create a foundation. It's a way to uh, insert things into the dungeons. And you don't have to exactly use everything here. And I like that. Um, you can you can put in whatever you want to put in there. You're not bound to the rules of what's in the dungeon you can make it whatever you want and that's a cool deal now going through the book uh i i do have my 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 i guess say it's not negative as i say criticisms i would say criticisms this is not a world um i guess undermount would be considered a world i guess um, because it sprawls all underneath water deep the city. But, um, and I think actually it goes even further than water deep. Actually, if, I, if, if memory serves me correctly. But, um, my, my biggest thing as far as put the book being put together, I have no problem with how the book is and all of that. My criticism is the price. Um, this is another $50 book. Again, it's a beautiful book. It's well put together. All of that. But personally, call me cheap. I'm sorry. But I think $50 was a little bit much for this particular campaign module. $40, still a bit much, but I think much more reasonable than $50. And the reason why I feel that way is because this is a dungeon compendium, in my honest opinion. This is something where, you know, they've put 23 dungeons together, 23 random dungeons. And I know that some of the dungeons uh, are from original campaign modules as well. I know some of you main D&D vets are going to be hearing this, but like, you don't know what you're talking about. Get your information correct. I'm trying. I'm sorry. And if I do get some incorrect, please politely correct me on Twitter um, at Rising underscore podcast. Um, yeah, correct me. I know you guys will, uh, but, um, I know that some of these, some of these dungeons are original dungeons from 
a long time ago that they created and they included them in this new dungeon of the mad mage and then created some brand new dungeons particularly for this module i appreciate that i like that i think that is cool take some take some old revamp it refresh it make it new reintroduce it super dope um that that is how you recycle and reuse content and make it fresh and new that's good but as i said it's a dungeon compendium it's like it's like it's the equivalent of the monster manual but instead of monsters it's dungeons I feel that this, like I said, I think $50 was a bit too much for this, um, for that reason. If it was something that had a little bit more to it, more information on NPCs, maybe more, I I don't know what I, you know, what I could say would, would make it justify the $50 price more, but the reason why I think it's too much is because one, we are also entering into a time where now people are starting to make their own dungeons. And unless you are just, you can't communicate with people. Um, it is super easy to just grab and snatch a dungeon from on, on Pinterest. Okay. Let's go with the lead. You can go on Pinterest, snatch up a, 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 a random dungeon that somebody drew up, go print it. And bam, there's your adventure for the night. You know, um, I really think Wizards of the Coast is riding the wave of Dungeons and Dragons right now, thanks to Stranger Things. Um, and you know, people are getting into the game, which is cool, which I get, which I understand. Um, and for right now, it's and it's good business. I mean, that's how you do it. Um, and because of that, they're putting out these prices and they're paying for it, and people are paying for it. For some of us that are a little bit penny pinchers who've resisted buying certain modules for a while. Um, myself, I am being one of them. Um, I, I again, think that this is for this particular module. It's too much. That's just me. I bought it. Yes. Cause I really wanted to see one. I was very interested in Dyson logos work. Um, I haven't, I didn't have any published works of his, so I want to get something with his work in it because I really love what he does with his dungeons and it inspires me to do work on my dungeons and stuff and maps. But, um, so that was my reason. Yeah, I guess, I guess maybe, and as I'm talking about it, maybe it's the artist names that are in this, which kind of justifies the price why they figured, you know, $50 would be it. Granted, they never go up in price in their books. I think the max they ever charge for a book is $50, but Again, for a dungeon compendium, for a dungeon codex, pretty much, I think $50 is is a lot. Especially when you can go on Pinterest, grab a map, print it out, and have a one-shot dungeon delve. You know, the the information is too easily accessible to justify a $50 price tag. Now, if they came out and put out, you know, maybe if they had the the Dungeon of the Mad Mage with all, all the 23 dungeons and then added a bunch more dungeons you know, with random NPCs that could go in there. Like you could make your own dungeon or make your own adventure, you know, in Undermountain, you know, carve out your own area of Undermountain, you know, oh, after the campaign now that you're running through, you've, you found and discovered, you know, other parts of Undermountain that have yet to be, you know, carved out and, and charted or whatever here. This is where you can make your own story and add to the adventure of Undermountain. I think that would have justified that and then adding other dungeons and NPCs and different things that you could do kind of giving you the opportunity to use tables to create your own dungeon kind of creating like a dungeon creator 
in this. I think that would have justified that. Um, justified a $50 price tag. Showing us how to put together through tables our own dungeons uh, in a dungeon compendium. I think that would have been really, really cool. Because then what that would have done is open the door for the creators who do this already on their own to possibly submit some stuff to, you know, to Wizards of the Coast. You know, takes a little bit of the workload off of them. Leave it to us, the community, to create more and to keep this piece going. You know what I'm saying? Just an idea, just a thought. Probably is not going to get heard, but if it does, hey, awesome possum. You owe me a penny for every everyone you sell. Not really. Um, anyway, so that that that's probably my only gripe about the book um, is the price tag. Again, it's a beautiful book. It is very well put together. The art is amazing. The maps are super cool. The stories behind it, the explanations of the dungeon are dungeons are very very thorough. I think too thorough. In my opinion, um, a little too thorough to the point where you don't have a lot of room for uh, exposition to to kind of make up on your own if you if you wanted to add something. I mean, things are pretty finite with the way they describe them, uh, so you can't add much of your own flavor. You could, but it's a little bit difficult to because it's just so well detailed and very well thought out. Um, you know, it, it's 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 really cool. It's it's really cool. It makes it very easy. Uh, for anyone to who hasn't done this and who has a hard time with this to just follow directions you know um yeah so anyways you got a lot of new monsters in here as well um that we haven't seen people in the dungeons that are um that inhabit the dungeon which are kind of neat kind of things for people to run through uh Hallister black cloak is the mad mage of the dungeon who people will run into I think at the end of the story, um, we got a brand new town here called Skullport, uh, which is pretty neat. I'm, I'm pretty darn excited about that. Uh, I think that's cool because the last undercity that we had was literally an undercity that we heard was Menzo Berenzen from the Drist novels. That's the ones I've heard of. I haven't read everything in Forgotten Realms or anything like that, but that's the one city that I saw. So having Skullport in here, I think is really cool. It's very reminiscent of that to me. So uh, I will love an opportunity to bring my players there for some even off adventure stuff, not related to going through this particular dungeon. But um, anyways, I do recommend getting, you know, take at least going to your game store and taking a look at the copy. If you, if you do want to get it, get the book. I mean, there's, I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff. I, you know, you should get the book. You should get the book. Um, it, it's neat to have in a collection. And it's very cool to flip through. Um, very cool to read and to look at. There's a lot of information in here that, that could be very useful. And again, it's a good toolbox for homebrewers who create their own dungeons and things like that. Like I, like I said, I think a missing component of Dungeon of the Mad Mage was an opportunity for Wizards of the Coast and the creators of D&D to show us or give us an opportunity to create a dungeon of our own using a table system or something to that effect that uh, would have added to to um, added to the book a little bit more. And I think, again, would have justified a $50 price tag. But um, that's it. Um, so anyways... I'm going to leave it there for today. I thank you guys for listening to me rant on and on and on to the break of dawn. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the review. 
if you guys have any questions, problems, you guys don't agree with what I'm saying, tweet me, tweet it to me uh, at rising at rising underscore podcast. That's my handle on Twitter, I believe. So uh, talk to me there. We're more than happy to talk with you guys. I tweet back immediately because Twitter is the only social media I have now. I'm take, trying to cut back on social media, really. It's, it's just becoming ridiculous. And uh, with all this politics stuff, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of through. Um, so, uh, so feel free to talk to me there. You guys have any comments or suggestions, anything that you liked about the show, anything you'd like for me to talk about, um, I would be more than happy to do so. Shoot me DMs, private messages there. So don't forget to follow me there. And so the next, uh, episode, I will hopefully be doing another campaign or another uh, session with my players. So I will be doing that using, uh, doing that and then I'm going to be also reviewing Dark Matter once again from Mage Hand Press the release that I'm so excited about Um, that is going to be coming out next week this coming week uh, on the 15th so that beta what did you say alpha of Dark Matter I said beta in a tweet last I messed up it was alpha so I'm going to be getting that and uh, Mage Hand is going to it's been sponsoring me and is saying Please review this. Tell us what you think and talk about it on your podcast. So that's what I'm going to do. And so, and I'll be talking about the adventures there. Um, Anyways, so again, I appreciate you guys taking the time to listen, to hang out with me. And uh, I hope to hear from you guys soon. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful rest rest of the day and a great week. Talk to you guys soon. Bye.